This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Hellboy, Krampus Knocked Number 1, written by Mike Mignola with art by Adam Hughes. The only thing more exciting than pitting Hellboy against his satanic spin on Santa is the team-up of Mike Mignola and Adam Hughes. You know, the Krampus, or the Krampus, or the Krampus, I like Krampus, Krampus. Uh, probably the most well-known of St. Nicholas's companions. I mean, we've got uh, Nick Rupert, you know, the monk guy that walks around with a, uh, well, not really a monk, more like a, um, uh, um, what are the, a what? A duder. Well, he's one of those uh, druid type guys. Right. Right. And then, of course, you got Krampus. Right. And then you've Smart got, uh, you've got uh, Bell's Nickel, who's a guy that dresses uh, in, um, uh, his entire body is covered with animal fur or just fur. And he's got a mask with a long tongue. He scares children. And then, of course, the uh, the most unfortunate of all St. Nicholas's companions. Zvarta Piet. Zvarta Piet. Black Piet. Uh, Glad that one's kind of fallen away, although I, I know in some countries he still yeah, floats around. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Feast of St. Nicholas takes place on December 6th. Uh, yes. And that's, you know, depending on what religion and, and where you're from. Uh, but the night before is uh, the Eve of St. Nicholas. And on that night, that is when, as a kid for me, and I, I don't know if this was brought over because of my uh, dad's uh, side of the family, because I've mentioned before, my great-grandfather was an immigrant from um, Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia. They're Schleichers. Yeah. And so they brought over all of that, all of that barbarian, Austrian, Croatian, Slovenia type stuff. Uh, right. my grandfather, actually Croatian, uh, great grandfather. And so on December 5th, that night we put our shoes out in the hallway. And if we were good in the morning, we would find like a little gift, like some nuts or some oranges or maybe a little toy or something. Maybe some money would be in the shoe. Mm-hmm. And if you were bad, well, then you would find coal and that's more like of a, uh, um, uh, thing where he would put, where he'd put coal in there. If you were bad on Krampus knocked, which is December 5th, the Krampus would come and he would take bad children and he would put them in a sack and beat them with sticks. <laughs> Fortunately, the Krampus never came to visit our house, but I forget, I was looking through all of the, and this is what happens when, uh, culture moves and you know, centuries of tradition get melded and merged because right. I believe that it's the bells nickel guy that at night you'd hear bells or something, um, ringing when he sense. would come to visit. Cause I remember as a kid at my parent, well, we won't say the parents, but someone would be outside the door and you would hear <laughs> the bells coming. And then the right. next day there would be, you know, the little treats and that was kind of cool. Um, but I never, you know, in all of that, in all of that, in all that tradition. Yes. All I knew was that St. Nicholas was coming and that was not, that was different from Christmas with Santa Claus. Right. But I never had heard growing up as a kid about the Krampus, which is weird, no, which I, is interesting. I feel like the Krampus thing as ancient as it may well be, has only become a thing that people really have been hammering over the last 15 years or so. Probably. And I mean, it depends again, if you are from. The, um, the Austrias, the Germanys, those areas, the Barbarian areas, the, the Black Forest right. areas. 
you're probably this is something that you've been doing for a long time. Well, sure. I, when, but in, when I say, but, but yes, I agree with in you. The United States. Yes, I agree with West. you. In the United States, this in is something West. that has really become more popular in the last fifteen years, and certainly yes. uh, as more and more people go and watch the uh, holiday movie, The Krampus, that came out what two years ago, <laughs> which is about the Krampus. A Krampus, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a Christmas movie, Matt, Matthew. It's a Christmas miracle, a Christmas classic. You know what? I don't know you about can't, that. You can't play that Die Hard as a Christmas movie crap. <laughs> you can with the Krampus, though, because it's literally <laughs> taking place on yeah, Krampus you can do that with Rent, too, if you want. But uh, I so <laughs> this week, Dark Horse mm-hmm. Comics released uh, Hellboy Krampus Knocked number one. And at first I was kind of really disappointed. Uh, this was when it was originally solicited because I'm like, well, Dark Horse is about three weeks late on right. releasing this this comic because they should have released it at the first of the month instead of the end of the month. Right. And in this story, well, break down what's going on in this story, Matthew. Okay, so in this story, Hellboy arrives in the house of what seems to be just a harmless old man mm-hmm. and reveals that the harmless old man had made a huge scene in a local church uh, t- trying to get the attention of something, preferably Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And this old man is like, well, uh, I'm glad you've came. Perhaps now we can have dinner. And Hellboy's like, yeah, I don't think so. What's your damage? And it, the old man informs him that he is the Krampus. Mm-hmm. He is a former Lord of Hell. Yeah. And that he is tired and he needs help. Yeah, because he's killed so many children. He, he's like, hey, you heard the stories of what I do to bad children. Put him in the sack and beat him and send him on their way. And then the Krampus is like, or actually is the way that uh, Adam Hughes describes him, the Grampus, because he has not uh, been turned into the Krampus yet, but he's the right. Grampus because he's an old man. He's like, no, I kill the children here. And he tosses him a skull and the Hellboy's like, blah, yeah. oh, what's this? And then he's like, I'm the Krampus, y'all. And arr, arr, and you have to kill me, kill me and send me home to hell. Yeah, and Hellboy is like, okay, and shoots him right in the face. <laughs> no, not with those kind of weapons. And so a lot of the issue is a big fight between Hellboy yes. and the Krampus um, as he's trying to, to dispatch this demon uh, until the very end when he gets a magical weapon and he kills the beast and it turns into a goat. Um, and then we cut to, at the end of the issue, we cut to uh, Hellboy telling Professor Bloom, Broom and... Um, Liz, Liz, about what happens. And you realize, oh, this is actually he's telling them this on like a Christmas Eve. And so for right. that he's reason, what happen. yeah, for that reason, I'm like, oh, OK, I'm OK now with Dark Horse releasing this the third or fourth <laughs> week in, in the year because it's actually Hellboy telling the story of what happened a couple of weeks before. A couple of weeks. And I like the fact that he's explaining this and he's like, well, it turns out the guy was just a goat. Yeah. Who <laughs> thought he was a god, sense. right? Right. Within the BPRD universe that a Yule goat, a Scandinavian Yule goat somehow became empowered by his own legend mm-hmm. and thought he was actually a demon called the Krampus and Hellboy's, yeah. Well, you know, all of this just a magic talking goat who forgot he was a goat. Yeah. But, you know, he was really just a goat. It's interesting because it's almost goes back again to that tulpa, right? <laughs> so if the if yeah. enough people believe it, it, it wishes it true. 
And I wonder if that's yeah. what's happening to the goat is enough people wished it and the goat was overhearing it and then thought he became it. And then he did. It's a this is a very simple story is what this issue is. But a uh, really nice story. Oh, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. A very Hellboy take on the winter holidays. Do you remember there is and this was be in like the very first or second year of Hellboy stories that Mignola was doing. Um, mm-hmm. It was one about the changeling where Hellboy comes up against this little changeling and he clasps it in iron. Then he has to go out and fight it, fight a goblin for the real child to return. That this kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, it, it, it really does hammer home the fundamental underpinnings of a Hellboy, which is basically this is a police procedural, except mm-hmm. it's Satan's nephew who is the cop. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, you know, just like any good police procedural, any episode of Law and Order, you get to the end and you're like, doink, doink. It was a goat, y'all. Yeah. No, I mean, this is this is a really, really good story. Really solid. This feels like, in my mind, classic Hellboy, like first, second, third year of Hellboy uh, before um, uh, the uh, Conqueror Worm storyline really exploded. These feel like those short stories in the one shots. And so for that, the story, great story. It's a great story for the holidays. This will become a Christmas tradition for Hellboy fans to read around the Yule log each year uh, as they sacrifice their own goats uh, to prevent the Krampus from coming. Sure. Yeah. Like there, you know, there's two sides, Matthew, to every, to every story. story. And in this issue, not only do we have a fantastic Hellboy story, we have Mm -hmm. Adam Hughes art. Oh, Adam Hughes draws one panel of Liz Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I'm just like, I love you, Liz. Yeah. Come be psychotically fire re- repellent in my house, Liz. Thank you. Uh, the art in this is just, yes. it's, it's Adam Hughes classic art. I mean, it's fantastic. Oh yeah. His Hellboy though really feels like something above and beyond because he maintains the crags and the shadows and everything that you expect from Hellboy from a Mike Mignola joint. Right. But somehow manages to make it look Adam Hughesy, And I'm not sure how he does that. <laughs> yeah. Because he's Adam Hughes. I mean, he's, he's really a master and, and he does, you can tell it's Adam Hughes, but the other thing that I think is that you don't expect from Hughes is a lot of dark contrast stuff. Uh, the, the story mm-hmm. opens up in a, a wintered forest and you see the ghost of a of a mother coming to Hellboy saying, please help me save my son. And she just disappears. When you look at that scene, that is, you know, a, a very low contrast. I mean, it's kind of all washed out. Everything's lit well and looks pretty. And a lot of times that's what I usually associate uh, Hughes artwork with is it's usually lit very well, very evenly rim lights around everything. When you think Hellboy and you think Mike Mignola, you think. High contrast, super dark shadows, dark. very distinct dis, uh, lineations between the, the lights and the darks. And that's what I think makes the Hughes art so special in this book is that he continues to do that in the story. Is he he makes that high contrast uh, black and white shadow areas and mixes it with, you know, his unique yeah. style. It is interesting and it's fascinating, actually, to see this in play because it doesn't feel like just looking at it that Adam Hughes should be able to be Adam Hughes <laughs> in the style 
of Mike Mignola. Right, right. But it's fascinating to look at this and to just see what they put together. And the coloring is aces as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Just Always the is. the whole thing is really kind of amazing. <laughs> I, I'm really, I, I'm flabbergasted. I'm taken aback. I don't know how this works. <laughs> it's you magic. It's mean? a Christmas it's like, miracle, Matthew. I guess it must be. Well, I spun a dreidel and it came up Mignola. There you go. One of the other things that, I mean, you, you notice it, but it, maybe it's not as in your face as, as people expect, but originally as the, as the Krampus or the Krampus, uh, first appears, he looks like what you see in the picture books. Right. But then as the fight progresses, his face morphs and you start to see like the skin pulling back and you start to see this uh, goat's skull starting to appear uh, underneath. And then as, you know, as it just keeps going on and on and on, the demon, the, the spirit, whatever it may be, keeps evolving and changing. And so that makes it even crazier. Yes. You're like, oh, this is just Hillboy beating the crap out of this thing and it's and its skin's ripping away from its face. No, go back and look and see the first appearance of the Krampus as he's standing there in the light, uh, all lit up with his red eyes and his like dog monkey wolf face thing. And then yeah. two pages later, when he's crashing through windows, you know, that's a definite goat head skull pop- popping through there. And the, the, the thing is actually mutating and changing on the yes. page. And that's again, another brilliant, brilliant piece. Yeah. And I really do like the twist of how Hellboy gets the weapon mm-hmm. that kills the goat that ate the children that lived in the house that Jack built. Oh, what's, what's really creepy. Uh-huh. I mean, besides the fact that we see dead kid skulls yeah, is that moment where Hellboy finds himself back in the woods with all the mm-hmm. little, um, ghost children. And they're like, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I'm sorry. I'm good. I oh, promise I'll be good. good. Please take me oh. back. Please help, help. Help, help, help. Oh. And it's just like, ah, creepy dead children always, oh, always give me that. the spooks. Now I'm going to cry. Yeah, no, but that's like sense. creepy. So yeah, it is. Here's the thing. I enjoyed this book top to bottom, and I would encourage people uh, when you buy this to flip past uh, to the end of the Christmas Memories book and see some other great Liz Sherman uh, art with uh, Abe Sapien passed out and getting drunk and Hellboy's <laughs> Abe first. Abe got drunk. Uh, yeah, Hellboy's first uh, uh, decoder ring and those kinds of things. And then he has eaten the Christmas Pam. Yes. Yes. I mean, just the, the, the behind the scenes stuff in this issue is really, really cool. My biggest disappointment is this felt like a super short issue. It felt like it ran faster than it should have been. And it, again, I know it was the legit number of pages, et cetera. But right. I got to the end and I was like, oh, this was like a $3.99, $4.99 book. I yeah. kind of felt like it was not that much materials worth. It It's definitely a done-in-one. Mm-hmm. And a done-in-one always has that moment and when you get to the end. And sometimes you do get to the point, as this, this book does, where you're like, oh, that's the end. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know that that's a terrible thing. I mean, it's not, it's certainly not something that kills the, the whole issue for me, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I do agree with you. It does feel short. And even with the, you know, the material in the back, the fact that the majority of this comes across as Hellboy's fighting a goat demon. Yeah. I can definitely see kind of reading it and, and just 
having some some disappointment or having some maybe an expectation of more than that, but it still works for me as a story. Oh yeah, and again, uh, three ninety nine, not a whole lot to pay for this book, which is fine. Uh, but it just it reads really fast because it is a lot of fight. On the other hand, Adam Hughes art. Right. So, I mean, you kind of you're getting what you pay for. Right. I mean, there's high quality stuff in here. Yes. Well, well drawn, well colored, mm-hmm. well written, mm-hmm. has a nice ending. It's basically just, you know, a little holiday fable. It's the equivalent of watching Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Mm-hmm. You get to the end and you're just like, oh, I wanted more Buddy Hackett. <laughs> yes, because everybody wants more Buddy Hackett. What's the bottom line for you on Hellboy Krampus Knocked Number 1? Maybe it's just the season, the season of giving. Yeah. The time of the season. It's the time I'm, of I'm, the season. For Hellboy. Yep. I'm, I'm all for it. Okay, definitely cool. This, this is a grab one. Yeah, definitely. I'm giving this a thumbs up as well. And I, I really think if you can get it, get it before the, the Christmas uh, holiday and read it and enjoy it. And then, uh, and then think about what's going on in that story and how it's both sad and hopeful what? and scary yeah. and funny at the same time. Uh, there's another book that came out this week. I don't know if you've had a chance to read it. It's X-Men Grand Design by Ed Piscor. I have not. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm not. So the idea behind Grand Design is uh, Ed made this com, uh, comment that he could condense all of the X-Men history into like 12 volumes or something, six volumes, something like that. And Marvel took him up on it. And so what he's done is he's taken, you know how there's all these retcons like. Um, right. Uh, what's his name? The juggernaut and um, uh, Xavier were like uh, uh, adoptive brothers, right? right. Or stepbrothers. stepbrothers. And that's a, that's a huge retcon kind of thing, right? That didn't happen in like issue three. He's taken oh. all of these, he's taken all of these retcons and he's taken all of these uh, moments in time and he's laid them out in a chronological order. And then he's telling you the story of the X-Men and condensing it super short. So like, um, you know, uh, what, what issue was the, uh, Submariner versus the, the human torch and he floods New York. That would be fantastic Four number four. Yeah. So, oh, no wait, the original human torch. Yeah. The original human torch versus, oh, versus wow, the Submariner. In, yeah. B- before world war two torch is run in 1940 something. Yeah. Something yeah. yeah. So that whole story is, conv- is condensed in two panels, maybe three yeah. panels. And it's how is that part of the X-Men again? Uh, because they're talking about how uh, there were mutants before and there have always been mutants. And here's how they were treated. And then his, here's how time has progressed to the point where um, Xavier's parents are working in labs and their exposure, you know, created uh, Xavier's powers. And then they get into the history of Magneto and all this stuff. It's super well done. And I'm really digging the art. And I think if you are a X-Man fan or an X-Men fan. Right. I think you'll enjoy this for what the story, what's going on and how concise of a story he's telling without having to have things spread out through 15 issues where he can tell it in a page or less in some instances. Mm-hmm. And the art is very interesting as well. He has a very unique style. And I like how in this book, I mean, it, it's partly his style, but it also looks like this issue was done in like the late forties or early fifties or sixties. Just in the That's paper nice. stock and the coloring and everything. I would really recommend you pick this book up, Matthew, because I would really want to know 
what your thoughts are because you're a bigger uh, fan and more knowledgeable of the X-Men than I am. And so you'd be able to say, oh, yeah, this happened and this happened and look how he's putting it all together and all these retcons are working and, and um, uh, you know, how the X-Men are forming. I think it's I think it's I really well done. nerd, if you will. The other thing is if you get this on Comixology and you watch uh-huh. it in guided view, I, I've never seen this before. The background, the full screen background color changes to complement the panel that you're looking at. Oh, I'm absolutely. It is really interesting. I, I found it fascinating. And if I was going to say, hey, next week, why don't we review this? But there's some really good comic books coming out next week. So I thought I would just go ahead and just give a drop on um, this book and how fantastic it is uh, for people to go out and pick up this week. It is a it's an interesting project. I'm not going to say it's for everyone, but it is certainly one that people will want to pick up and, and check out. And I can't wait till the collected the big giant collected volume is together. It's the X-Men Grand Design from Ed Piscor. Uh, the first issue is on stands this week. Next week, though, Dark Horse Comics has BPRD, The Devil That You Know, number five, ElfQuest, The Final Quest, number 23, which I think there's only one more issue for that one, and then ElfQuest is done. It's one of the longest-running comics of, um, you know, Ever. the indie comics. Well, indie comics. Um, Rasputin, Voice of the Dragon, number three, which is a fantastic book. I'm glad we're getting three issues of this before the end of the year. Uh, DC Comics is Action Comics 994. I don't know if you saw, Matthew, that... Uh, DC finally mm-hmm. finally went back and checked some numbers and said, oh, wait a minute, we're going to have to delay uh, Action Comics number 1000 by a couple of weeks so it can actually come out in the same month that Superman's first appearance appeared. Ah, that's Originally, uh, 1000 was supposed to come out in March. Now they've pushed it to April. Makes sense. Yep. Batgirl number 18, Batman Beyond number 15, Detective Comics 971, Doomsday Clock number two, Hawkman Found. Hmm. That is a tie in to the Dark Knight's Metal uh, uh, series. If you listen to the major spoilers podcast this week, I can give you a little hint that uh, they do find Hawkman. Hmm. Can't kill. You can't kill the Hawkmans. Teen Titans number 15 and Wonder Woman number 37 arrive next week from DC Comics. IDW has Back to the Future, The Time Train, number one, probably my least favorite part of the Back to the Future series. Uh, I'm a number hardcover. That is a 1999 book. Uh, my Little Pony Legends of Magic, number nine. The Scarlet's Strike Force. Scarlet's, L-E-T-T-S, Strike Force, number one. Star Trek Boldly Go, number 15. Star Wars Adventures, number five. Transformers Lost Light, number 12. And Uncle Scrooge, number 33. Image Comics has Bonehead number one, Gasolina number four, Motor Crush number nine. <laughs> Gasolina. Yeah. Guess Redneck number said. eight. And Matthew's favorite, Savage Dragon number 30. Ooh. Are I you should... sure it's not 230? No. Oh, 230. Sorry. Which means we're up to a 31 way. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Image Comics stuff, another book that is out this <laughs> week that I have not had a chance to read, but it is on my stack. In fact, it's the next book that I'm reading. Invincible 143. Yes, Invincible 143 is out today. This is the penultimate issue to the entire series. Oh. So next month, when 144 drops, that's it. The series is over. Are we going to do a dueling reviewing on that? Uh, Probably next month when it comes out. Yeah, I think we'll definitely do that. Yeah. Oh, no, let's do it now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, it ends. It ends the way I thought it would end. Good job, Robert Kirkman. Big thumbs up from me. 
Oh, man, I wanted more Alan the Alien. There you go. Uh, Marvel Eight. Comics next week has Amazing Spider-Man 793, Black Panther, Panther's Quest trade paperback. Uh, Doctor Strange number 381 gets a second printing. I think that's the one we just reviewed two weeks ago. Um, let's see. Incredible Hulk number 710 gets a second printing. Lots of second printings next week. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 26. Phoenix Resurrection Return of Jean Grey number one. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited about that. That's a $4.99 book, though. Uh. Spider-Man Deadpool number 25. Spider-Man 2 number five. That's the final issue of that. Miles Morales, Peter Parker team up. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Storms of Crate number one. Uh, you probably don't want to read Great. that. Yeah, you probably don't want to read that book until you've seen The Last Jedi. In fact, I'm going to, unless this is, unless this is a kind of a prequel to everything and talks about what was going on on Crate before all right. of these movies picked up, I think you're going to want to wait on, on that one until you've seen the movie. Well, you got to be careful too, because Crate is part of a, a binary system with its sister planet Barrel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm, I get it. Crate and Barrel. Yes. Yes. I, I got Crate you. Crate and Barrel. X-Men Blue, number 18. <laughs> In all the rest ca category, we have, what do we have? We have Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest 259. Betty and Veronica. Chasing Hitler, number two of four. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're getting a, um, a Rosa, uh, Don Rosa, the Duck Library hardcover box set, volume seven and eight, 50 bucks there. Oh, and you can get, I think this is probably one of Rosa's, uh, best story, Escape the Forbidden Valley. If I'm not mistaken, that's the one where they go and find this hidden valley and it's got this Aztec gold metal stuff all over the place. Let me see if this is the one that I'm thinking of. Uh, maybe not. Nope. This is one that has dinosaurs in it. Uh, I was, I was thinking that it was this one that they go and find this lost Valley. And the cool thing about that is it is literally one of the very first episodes of DuckTales is based Ooh. on, is based on, uh, that issue. Is that the one where Mickey Mouse is running around in a pork pie hat? Like he's Ed Norton. Well, no, because this is duck. Uh, this is a uh, Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge, so wouldn't have did very you know much. That Mickey Donald Mouse. Duck and Mickey Mouse know each other, dude. They do, but very seldom did Mickey Mouse appear in the uh, the Duck Library Uncle Scrooge stuff. Yeah, Uncle Scrooge. If you are someone late to the party and you don't like watching HBO or books that have ten thousand pages in it, you can get the comic book adaptation of Game of Thrones: Clash of Kings, number seven. That arrives next week from Dynamite Entertainment, as does Jungle Fantasy Survivors. Oh, Matthew, Jungle you can Fantasy. clear out, you can close out your year with Jungle Fantasy Survivors and all of the, all of the covers. All. But how many covers, you ask? That's exactly the next question. How many covers, question mark, <laughs> are there, Matthew? Question mark. Um, 13. No, higher than that. 18. Lower than that. 16. 16. 16 covers. Wow. Okay. Shall we go so through? You got your regular cover. Got your regular cover. Your wraparound cover. Uh, well, you've always your got wraparound ra sultry cover. Actually, there are your no wraparound sultry nude cover. Okay. So here we go. There are no wraparounds, mm -hmm. but you are right on the sultry and the sultry nude. Oh, there is a wraparound and a wraparound nude, but they're not sultry nude. They're just wrap and wraparound nude. Wraparound nude is my. Yeah, that, was my, that was my, uh, yeah. Bare that was my, that was my eighties yeah, rap, rap rap name. 
wrap around nude. nude. You a got what? to wrap a around, a wrap around, a wrap around the nude. You know I'm tricky. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you've got it's Bikini Babes. Tricky. Bikini Babes nude. Breezy. Breezy. I don't know what breezy is, but you get breezy moonlight and breezy nude and breezy topless. You also get luscious, luscious nude, natural beauty, natural beauty nude, nude, sultry, sultry nude. In that nude, list. Sultry, sultry nude. You also have, ooh, this is coming out next week. This could be interesting. The Pre-Code Classics Unseen Hardcover Volume 2. $50 book there. You also get Adventures into Darkness Slipcase uh, Edition Volume 2. Those are Pre-Code Classics. So maybe a little bit more blood, maybe a little bit more sexy innuendos. Over at, innuendo. at Zenoscope Entertainment, there is The Hunt, sorry, The Hunt number 6. Rugrats or number Rock 3. Rock. I think that's from Kaboom is Rugrats. Also, Stargate Universe Back to Destiny number three. The Tick 2017 number two. Hmm. All right. Uh, Vamp Blade season two number 10. And Warhammer 40K Fallen number three of four, the penultimate issue there. Those are just some of the comics coming out next week. Hey, listen, uh, I know you've made it this far, dear listener, and you probably know the game by now, but next week is a holiday with the Christmas falling on the Monday. And many people may be taking off on the Tuesday as well. You really need to check with your local comic shop to find out when new comics are landing. Some stores have already right. said that they're not putting their comics out until Thursday. Some of them may still have them on Wednesday. But if you've got a pull list, you're okay regardless. But if you show up on Wednesday expecting to see new comics, your store may not have them yet. So the best thing to do, call your local comics shop and say, what up with the new comics next week? And they will drop, you, uh, drop all sorts of knowledge on you. Yes, that's right. Next week on Dueling Review. Doomsday Clock number two. In the second chapter, the Dark Knight discovers another relic from the Watchmen. Boy, I hope it's uh, Silk Spectre's boots. Lex Luthor pays a devil's bargain. And killer clowns trek through Gotham seeking a madman. Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, Matthew, did you know that in this year... We have released 50 episodes of Dueling Review. I did know that. 50 episodes of Dueling Review that we have done, which means that we have released a new episode of this podcast almost every week of the year. Now, of course, there were some weeks that we're out of town, people are sick, those kinds of things. But I'm amazed and pretty pleased that we're able to get 50 of these episodes out to you in in a single year. And I'm sure we're going to hit that much or more next year. And the only way we do it is because we have the fine support of our patrons and VIPs over at patreon.com slash major spoiler. Seriously, those people who contribute keep this show going. They pay for our growing costs. They give us the motivation to produce more content for you. And of course, it helps every step of the way. So thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review. And if you want to help us into 2018, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. We certainly appreciate it. And we will talk with you next week when you will hear Matthew say... Hypnodrone released. This podcast is copyright 2017 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. 
It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 